Hello, and welcome to Outnumbered the Podcast. I'm Audrey. And I'm Bonnie. We are experienced moms to a combined total of 19 children. In our weekly episodes, we explore relatable topics using our perspectives of humor and chaos. Tune in for advice and encouragement to gain more joy in your parenting journey. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. We have a fantastic guest today that's going to talk about something super exciting, and that's getting dressed. You know how Audrey and I love talking about taking care of yourself. Um, And so Karina Holden today is our guest. Hi, Karina. Hi. So glad to have you. Um, She is the creator of this amazing organization called Front Fighters. I'm going to let her tell you all about it. Um, But first, um, we need... Uh, something funny out of you, right, Karina? That's how we do things around here. You got something funny. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I had a couple of funny moments. Um, so the the first one is we were uh, we went to Mexico on a family trip a few weeks ago, and as we were preparing for that, uh, I was telling the kids like about safety and you know you don't go off with strangers and you have to get ready you know to stay close to us and stuff like that. And so our so we've got four boys and our um, Second to youngest, our three-year-old, told his brothers, he's like, well, if there's any bad guys, I'm going to get some real guns, like Nuff guns, and I'm going to shoot them in the butts. (laughs) He's like, I'm going to take care of you guys. So I just thought it was so funny that he's like, Nerf guns, those are the real guns. (laughs) (laughs) And then the other thing was um, we put up a painting in their um, bathroom, and I heard the kids in there telling each other, oh, this is so exciting. We can sit down and do I spy while one of us poops. <laughs> so I find them in there, like one of them is pooping and the other one's sitting on the counter and they're playing I spy. It's just like, I spy with a painting. I'm like, great. That's, that's why I put that up, you know. <laughs> I mean, bathroom that's... time should usually be individualized, but whatever. Okay. Yeah, like, that's fine. Uh, I I know, TMI, but I have a couple of kids who have to have somebody present while they're doing their bowel movement, too. I'm like, what on earth? <laughs> that's that's like my private. Them. I think that's going to change at some point, right? <laughs> when they become parents and they don't ever get any alone time, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's what will change for sure. <laughs> uh, so, Karina, back up and tell us about your family. I think you said you have a three-year-old, but go ahead and tell us about the rest of your family. Yeah, I've got four boys. The oldest is seven and then five, three and 11 months. Um, so yeah, crazy. I never thought I'd, I thought I'd be a girl mom for some reason and no, <laughs> but I, I feel like I, I'm pretty good boy mom. I, I love the boy thing. Um, and they're a lot of fun, but yeah, it's pretty busy. We're up at, we live in Washington state and uh, really the very corner of the United States, Northwest corner of the United States, because we're very close to Canada and to the ocean. Um, and it's beautiful up here. It rains a lot, but we don't have any like harsh weather. So, um, we like it up here and yeah, my husband and I have been married for, I think we're coming up on 12 years. Um, so yeah, that's kind of us. That is so neat. So you're, you're thinking about like all this work that you do with moms and getting dressed and you have boys, four boys, and you're going to discover that like from the ages of seven to 10, they were like one thing like the entire three years (laughs) yeah you know they definitely have favorites it's crazy like I will 
I've used that hack of, I don't know if you guys know how Target will let you return their stuff within a year and get a full refund. So I get all their pants from Target because they put holes in them so quickly. Um, but I'll have these nice pairs of pants for them and they just, they wear the same ones on repeat. So I, often I'll just send them back to the room, like just wear anything but that. And then I'll take that pair of pants and I will put it away for a week and just help rotate a little bit. It's just so funny. Well, they have their favorites. You can't blame them, right? Yeah, I think we all do, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like Audrey said, I love that you're channeling, you know, what you would have used to dress up a little girl cute into helping all us moms get dressed. So <laughs> fantastic. Um, can you give us just a little blurb about what it is that you do? And by the way, props for this mom of kids under seven, age seven, building a business. Amazing. <laughs> Slow clap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys get that. Um, yeah. So Front Fighters, um, it started out as a blog. And I started it when I wanted to have a challenge, like became a stay-at-home mom with after my first was born and I wanted to have some kind of challenge, something to do on the side. And I realized when it came to like, what should I blog about? Um, I wanted to blog about something that was enough of a challenge for me that it would keep me really interested and, um, but also something that I loved. So fashion was that, you know, like I have always liked going shopping for clothes, but um, it's not like fashion came easy for me. Like I kept it safe. Um, I definitely was the person that stands in their closets and it's like, so much stuff in here, but I have nothing to wear. Um, and I just didn't have confidence about how to put things together and feel cute and stuff like that. I didn't try anything trendy. So I felt like that was a fun topic, um, but that I could learn so much about to simplify it and streamline it. Um, also just becoming a stay-at-home mom, you know, what you wear, it's just different. It's not what the same kind of clothes you use at the office. So I wanted to learn how to systematize a little bit more and get more confident about it. So it started as a blog and and then since then, um, we've built some products just based around, you know, making that system usable. And um, there's been just a fun community that's built up around it. So one of your main tools, as I understand it, is a capsule wardrobe. And there's a lot of different people that talk about capsule wardrobes and what that is and what that means to them. But talk to us. What, for front fighters, t tell us what are your keys um, and what does capsule, capsule wardrobe mean? Yeah, no, it's a great question. Um, it's funny, we we pulled our community um, in the past and we've asked we asked them like, how many of you knew what a capsule wardrobe was before you found Front Fighters? Um, and it was about half half. I like half the people were like, I had no idea what that was. And then of the people that did know what a capsule wardrobe was, half of them kind of saw it in a um, like didn't see it as something they were interested in, like it wouldn't work for them. Um, and so yeah, I'd love to kind of give clarity about how we use it and um, what it's not. <laughs> um, a capsule wardrobe is basically just having your wardrobes, uh, your wardrobe have a purpose, like each piece in your closet has a job. Um, and you do that so that things mix and match, um, so that you don't buy a lot of extras of stuff that you don't end up wearing. Um, it's just basically a closet full of clothes that work well together and that are purposeful. So, um, you know, the idea of a capsule sometimes kind of makes you think small. And a lot of times people do like to have a really small set of pieces, like, you know, 15 pieces that they use on rotation. Um, but I'm not one of those people that can stick with that few pieces. I like variety. So it does not have to be small. It just has to be purposeful. And so, but like, as long as you've got your categories of pieces and you're finding that you've got all those wardrobe gaps filled, you can expand on any of the categories, you know, get more print tees and more of this and that. But as long as you've got the basis covered of those essentials that that will help you create lots of variety. Um, so that's kind of what a capsule wardrobe is. It's a 
it's a wardrobe that has um, purpose and that has a job. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you shared what it's not specifically size wise, because mm-hmm. I am the same. I love clothes. I love lots of them. And I also love bright colors and prints. And every time I would do yeah. research about a capsule wardrobe, it was like 10 things and they were all brown and black. And I'm like, yes. not for me. <laughs> I can't yes. do that. Exactly. So tell me, can you you make it work with a bunch of colors and print? Yes. Thank you for asking that. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, That's how I wanted to find a way to get color to work at a capsule wardrobe. Like I like the idea of uh, a capsule wardrobe as a framework, right? I wanted to work from a framework because as busy moms, we just need that. We need someone to tell us, just tell me what to buy, you know, Um, give me a checklist. Uh, but I also wanted to like, yeah, the, a lot of times capsule wardrobes are just based on neutrals and certainly that's an easy way to make sure everything mixes and matches, but a lot of us like color. Um, it's just so fun. And so I came up with a color scheme idea where you basically plan, um, what are the colors that you want to have in your wardrobe? And this is based on colors that you love, colors that look good on you, uh, colors that work well together. And you, you basically try to stick with those colors as you buy your clothes um, so that everything mixes and matches. So I'll just give you an example of how that might work. Um, oh, I didn't, I didn't bring my, my shawl over here, but like, um, one of the pieces in the checklist is a color sleeveless top. So that's what I'm wearing. Um, today is just, it's like a dusty rose color. Um, my color scheme has, uh, the sort of dusty, cool tones. So if you think of lavender and rose and, um, you know, dusty blue, um, some olive. Uh, so kind of the opposites of jewel tones, which um, it looks like you like jewel tones, Bonnie. Yeah. Um, so I just make sure that my color scheme stays within that because those colors tend to look good on me. Um, and so then when I purchase my pieces and it, it's a category that's like a color top, I get it in one of those colors. And then if it's a print piece, I make sure the print incorporates some of those colors. And then without really even thinking about it, every time that you add something to your closet, as long as you stick with that color scheme, it mixes and matches. So it's just really fun how it works um, because, you know, I should have brought a bunch of my clothes and just to show you. And a lot of the time I'm just shopping off my checklist plus keeping my color scheme in mind. And I don't even pay attention to what I already have in my closet. And it just works because of the color scheme. So that's how you can have color. So like for you, Bonnie, your color scheme could be the rainbow. I mean, the jewel tones, it could be any, because all the jewel tones just look excellent together because they're the same quality of color, right? They're just the same family of color. Um, And so, uh, yeah, but you would want to avoid getting like, you know, dusty olives that are going to clash with your jewel tones, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so your color scheme could be like just the jewel tones. And then that gives you some clarity and purpose so that everything mixes and matches. That's so fascinating. And I've totally noticed that, although I wasn't using a system, it just kind of accidentally worked for a while. I thought, oh, everyone's wearing neutrals. Maybe I should incorporate some more neutrals. And I was getting like kind of those more muted tones. And I'm like, I don't even know how to wear these. These don't work. And I didn't love them because it wasn't the things that that I was drawn to, you know, so I love that. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to find it's just clashing with what you already have. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, there are trendy colors like right now, earth tones are trendy. Um, But when I've purchase something that just looks trendy, but it's not in my color scheme that I'm like, I can't wear it with very much. And there's a few outfits that you can certainly with your neutrals, you know, the like neutral tops, it's going to work. Um, and we do in a color scheme, like you do have, um, I don't know if it's like, I think I have about 50 to 75% of your 
closet is going to be neutral, but there's a lot of color then in the other pieces. Um, but yeah, so if you bring in colors that are just trending, it's, it's going to create a mess of clothes that you don't get to mix and match very much. Yeah. yeah. I, back when I was, um, way back when I was in high school, um, our part of our home economic class, our teacher had us all, um, figure out what season we were. And, uh, yeah. and so that has kind of, um, like I, I was a fall and I happened to love all those colors in, in mm. the autumn color scheme. And so I guess by accident, maybe I've always tended toward those, um, colors cause I really like them and they, I, I guess are my colors, whatever that means, yeah. but, I, but I like them. And so, um, the, that hasn't been like a color scheme hasn't been a problem for me. I think my deal has been like, I'll, Okay, for, so for example, recently, a, a while back, I decided, okay, I'm going to try to keep prints on top and solids on bottom. And that was great. That was working great because then I could wear, you know, any of the solid bottoms with any of the tops. Well, right. then a while back, my mistake was that um, a little while ago, I started helping out with some sign language interpretation. And when you do sign language interpretation, you need to have like a, a, a dark um, oh, solid yeah. palette on top or, you know, like wearing stripes or florals that like gives them a headache with your hands moving yeah. on top of that too. So now I'm like migrating my closet from the, <laughs> the exact it. opposite. Yeah. Exact opposite. <laughs> and so like that kind of leads into my next yeah. question. Like, so say you're, you're, you're new to this idea of a capsule wardrobe or something comes up and you're having to like kind of shift what your capsule wardrobe mm -hmm. is and you walk into your closet and you look at it and you're like, Oh my goodness, there's so much stuff. Do I have to like get yeah. rid of everything or like, where do I start? <laughs> you know, walk us down that path a little bit. Yeah, no. And um, I'm definitely going to answer that. Uh, but I wanted to go back to what you were saying about um, you found out you were in autumn and those colors, like you've always uh, been drawn to those. I, I do think that happens often. We are drawn to the colors that look good on us um, because we feel good in those clothes and we tend to get compliments in those colors. So, um, Thankfully, that helps us out, even if you don't officially um, do a color analysis or figure out what your color is, you know. Um, so that is cool how that works. So often just gravitating, you know, going with the colors that you gravitate towards is pretty safe. Um, but yeah, so like, what do you do when you walk into your closet and there's so much in there? Um, the first step really is to declutter. Uh, and uh, it can be a big job, but, you know, try to make it fun. You know, just put on a fun playlist and get your favorite drink and do it on a Sunday afternoon or whatever it is that you have some alone time. Um, and the thing with this is you can just ask a simple question about each piece that you pull out is, do I like this? Would I wear it tomorrow? As long as the weather was, you know, cooperative, <laughs> would I wear this tomorrow? Um, and if, if it's yes, then that deserves to go back in your closet. Um, we're not, we're not trying to um, sort by season or anything like that. We're just sorting by like, what do I like and what do I not like? And so just asking that about each of your piece of pieces of clothing is going to help you get clarity. Um, if you answer no to that question of like, no, I wouldn't wear it tomorrow, you just have to ask yourself why. And if it's just that it's the wrong size, but you really do like the piece or something like that, um, or you're a little bit undecided about it, you can always put it um, somewhere out else. Just it needs to be out of sight. It really uh, shouldn't be cluttering up your uh, closet of, that represents your daily choice of what to wear. It should be out of the way. So you can, you can store it in a bin or you can put it in the back of your closet. Um, and we call that the archive archiving, um, uh, pile, you know, you're, you're archiving it for later for a decision later. Cause it's a, it's a good option, but, or you don't want to decide about it. Um, but then if it is just, um, either, you know, maybe worn out, you can donate it. 
if it is uh, not something you're ever going to wear and you just realized, yeah, I might have bought this, but I've never worn it or when I wear it, it just doesn't feel right. Um, you can just say goodbye to it and hope that someone else is going to find it. Um, if you can consign it or put it, donate it, um, someone else is going to find it that loves it. Um, it's better to be clear about what are your actual options for what you can put on and you're going to feel good in and it fits you right now than to have an illusion of lots of options because it really is just an illusion. Um, we're not actually going to end up pulling those pieces and that's why they sit there unworn. So getting those out of the way, I think is really important. Um, and so you could start with just like one category, for example, your tops. Often that's one of our biggest categories of clothes. Um, and just do that and see how you feel the next day um, trying to choose something to wear. And you're going to find it's like a lot easier. Like, yeah, these are the options what I wear, would wear anyway. Each of these makes me happy. Um, and then do that, continue to do that with each of your categories of pants and shoes and um, accessories like your belts and jewelry and bags and things like that. Um, so once you've sort of taken out the clutter and you have a clear picture of what are your good options and what you actually wear from your closet, um, you can use one of Front Fighter's free checklists um, and we will give you some essentials to look for. Um, you can shop your closet for those and see how many of those essentials do you have. Um, a lot of times um, women will have a lot of one category of clothes and then kind of be thin on some other categories and they don't have that much uh, variety. So it just sheds light on um, what you might be missing and it takes the thinking out of it. You know, we've done the thorough thinking. I've refined the list over several years um, and tried to label things so that they're specific enough so that you can really find um, these categories of clothes, but then broad enough that they can really fit any style and color. Um, so for example, we'll have a neutral t-shirt and that could be gray, black, navy, you know, uh, we've got a long sleeve print t-shirt um, that could be in any color, that could be in any print, um, but it's just long sleeve. It's a sort of just t-shirt material. Um, and so, you know, categories like that. And so you take that checklist and look for those things in your closet. So we call it shopping your closet because um, you go there for first. And then anything that's left unchecked in the checklist is your shopping list. So you can take that and you can <laughs> shop for, um, you know, next time that you do go shopping, you're able to make a beeline for those things that you're looking for. And um, it's exciting because it's going to add variety to your closet and really start to work with what you already have in there. Because um, at this point, you're also thinking about your color scheme and what colors you want to get moving forward. Um, so that's kind of the direction that I would um, tell any mom to take if she's like, where do I start? Declutter, um, then shop your closet and, figure, and that gives you a clear picture of where you're at, what, what you're missing from your closet. Okay, so I love two things that you said. The archiving I have found to be a huge boon for me, specifically through the childbearing years, because yes. there's like four different sizes I've worn over the last, you know, 15 years. And so if I can just pack it up and put it away, then it, yeah. it's almost like it doesn't, there's no eye fatigue, eye strain, right? Like going yes. over something that does not work over and over and over. You just get exhausted. Mm -hmm. You get frustrated with your closet. Like you say, you walk in, there's all these things, but nothing, <laughs> nothing you can wear. So I love yeah. that tip. Right. Um, and then the other one you said about going with a list. So this is another thing that I've kind of figured out over the years is that whenever I, I used to go shopping just for fun, like it was like my social thing I did with friends, right? And would come home with a bunch of garbage that I either never wore, didn't have anything to wear with. Right. And to figure out where the holes are, 
write a lit, make a list and then go to the store or online to fill that was revolutionary. All of a sudden you would bring it home and go, yes, I already have five bottoms to wear with this. Or I know exactly what I'm going to do with this because that was lacking in my wardrobe. So I love, love, love those two tips. I think they're fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned that the capsule wardrobe is like this framework. Why do you think, I clearly you, you think that it works especially well for moms because that's your target market, right? Why do you think it helps moms so much more um, than just doing whatever, especially if we're stay at home moms, a lot of times we don't put in as much effort into our wardrobe as maybe we should. What, what do you think about that? Why does it work so well? I think it just takes all the, the thinking and research out of it. You know, instead of you going on Pinterest and trying to find a checklist that you like, um, uh, and, or, or even looking for outfit inspiration, you know, a lot of times we do like a lot of people that find front fighters will say like in the past, they just looked at Pinterest to try to figure out what to wear. Um, but you're going to have a whole mishmash of clothes and not a clear picture of what you actually need and what you're missing and sort of this cohesive picture. So a checklist is just kind of already pre thought out for you. Um, and you can customize it, but it's just somewhere to start with instead of figuring it all out yourself. Um, so you're not having to start from scratch. You're starting with a template, so to speak. Um, and then you are tweaking it to work for you. So I think that works really awesome for moms. And um, I also think really it goes deeper um, once moms start to use this to improve their their wardrobes. They start to get more excited about getting dressed. Um, it just makes getting dressed fun again. They even start to like their clothes again, what they already have, because it's like front and center. You know, their, their best pieces are front and center. Um, they've got a direction and purpose for what they're going to get next time they do shop. Um, and so it makes it fun again. It doesn't make it like draining and sort of this area that's frustrating. Um, and when we get dressed, it just improves our mood. So these moms are just finding that um, taking these simple steps, which felt maybe felt very practical at first, like I'm just going to declutter my closet. You know, I'm going to simplify um, this area of my house, you know, just like we clean out different things. But it goes deeper because it's what we put on. And as you get dressed more often, you just feel better about yourself. And um, so, yeah, you're able to sort of kickstart some good um, habits and some and just better self-esteem to make healthier choices for yourself in other areas of life. So it's kind of crazy how it starts to spill into other areas. Yeah, that was what I was going to ask you next was like, is it possible, like, can a capsule wardrobe make you feel different or feel like you know, we talk on this podcast a lot about um, retaining your retaining your sense of self outside of being a mom, um, because like it's not going to be who you are the, the rest of your life. Like mom is in the mommy stage of mom. <laughs> so like we we are just wanting wanting you to explore this idea a little bit. Like how do how does a capsule wardrobe? How do our clothes? Just the importance of getting dressed. How does that help us to? Um, hang on to that sense of who we are or maybe explore or refine or keep, keep a hold of that, like that important piece of ourself and not just like we talk, we do talk about it a lot on the podcast because we, it's so easy for us because we're giving up so much all the time to give up some or pieces of ourself. And then um, just, just things that we shouldn't be giving up. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, um, 
we, we do give a lot to our families and that's a wonderful, beautiful thing. Um, but this helps bring a little bit of balance back into our self-care and just um, discovering a little bit more, again, um, who we are, what styles we like, um, just finding the you <laughs> in there. Um, not just the mommy part of you, um, not even just the wife part of you, um, but just your own personality, um, even how it's changed over the years since you've become a wife and mom. Um, but uh, it, it brings you back to um, trying to explore that a little bit more and can feel just really healthy. And, um, you know, I like to think of it also as it really does serve others around you when you do that, um, because uh, it it creates a healthier you, um, a happier you. And I mean, just everyone's happier when mommy's happy. So uh, it, it does end up blessing them. And, um, you know, you'll notice that your kids are, are going to make comments about you starting to get dressed <laughs> and it's going to be fun. And um, even if it, it might be initially, it might be a little bit different. Um, and, you know, your your kids, uh, your partner might make some comments that are like, surprise of, you know, like, oh, not, not sure how to take it. Um, but in the end, they love seeing you happy and healthy. It makes them feel more secure. Um, so I think it, it in turn does bless your family. It's not a selfish thing. Like sometimes it's taken as, as when mom's healthy, it's, it does affect your family well. So yeah, it's, it has deep impact. It's not a frivolous thing, you know, just getting dressed. Um, how you represent yourself also um, to the outside world it's, it's important because um, people do judge us on first impressions, unfortunately, but it's just how it is. Um, and so if you can give that strong first impression of someone who takes care of herself, um, cares about herself, it just shows that it portrays that when you get dressed um, and when you feel good in what you're wearing, because a lot of times we get dressed, but like it's just the leggings and the, you know, big frumpy top. Um, and we don't feel confident about our presentation and we're just hoping people don't see us at the grocery store. Um, but if you're excited about that outfit combination that, that you found in your closet, cause it's all decluttered and you're starting to explore all these new pieces, um, you're hoping you run into a friend at the store, you know, it just changes. So I think those are some of the practical ways that it really ends up helping us. Yeah. I really appreciate you sharing that and about how it's, it makes you just a healthier person. Um, the other day I grabbed a skirt out of my closet that I hadn't worn for a while. And I came out of the, out of the bathroom dressed after the shower and my little three-year-old ran up to me and said, thank you, mommy. Thank you for wearing this. I love it. It was a skirt. Oh, that's so cute. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Maybe he's, since he's little, that's the one he likes to rub his fingers on or something. (laughs) I know. I've gotten lots of comments like that from my kids. They will comment on what their favorite is. Um, And even from when they were little, like my, my 11 month old, I think maybe once he gets to about one year old, they, they would just look me up and down when I was like wearing, you know, a new headband or something like that, you know, just as babies, like they notice, like, Oh, you know, and I think it gives them a sense of wellness and security to see um, mommy put together. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, there's so much psychology involved here. And I have thought for many years because getting dressed and looking put together has always been important to me too. And honestly, for a little while, I was kind of doing some self introspection and acting, asking myself, does this make me shallow? Does this make me, you know, is this a frivolous thing? And I, and I realized, you know what? the earth is beautiful. Like 
God mm. thought beauty mattered. Yes. So why can't I think beauty matters? You know, and yeah. of course there's there's a spectrum, right? Like you could swing one way or the other on the pendulum mm-hmm. where you're just totally obsessed with how you look and probably unhealthily and and vice versa. But somewhere in the middle, we find this magic spot where we um, not only feel so much better ourselves, but we're able to give more to the world. And I love what you said about the representation too. Each of us represents something. We represent our family, maybe our faith, maybe our neighborhood or our community. How do we want to show up for these little pieces of ourselves? Like, do we want to show up, you know, beautifully and put together? Um, or do we want to show up like, yeah, mom monsters <laughs> in yeah. <the> PJs? <laughs> yes. It's a powerful. Oh, yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. And also another way that I've thought about it is, um, when I worked outside the home and when I'd go out to a job or for moms that still do, you know, you put a little bit more time and attention into what you're wearing and how you look. Right. Um, and you just need to, we need to turn that on its head and just realize like at home, that is our most important job. And, um, we should show up like we care about it and like we care what our family sees and what others see too. Um, because it, it is our, the most important part of our life. Uh, so I think, you know, if we're willing to get dressed to go to, into the outside world, um, we can use that same reason to get dressed when we're with our family. So another question I had specifically about capsule wardrobes is changing mom body. So this is a big passion of mine as well is because so many times we gain, lose weight, our bodies stretch and go back. How can a capsule wardrobe really help a mom who's got a constantly fluctuating body? Yeah. Um, I think it really helps because you do have a set list of like essentials so that when you are shopping and maybe you're having to replace a couple of pieces, um, get a different size, um, you're, you're clear on like what you should prioritize. So on our checklist, we will put a star next to like the very most important essentials. Um, and it just has, helps you narrow down to that. Um, and the other cool thing is that what I found like during my pregnancies I, I, I mean, you're just more tired during pregnancy and there's, there's just less bandwidth. Um, and so I enjoyed actually like making my wardrobe even smaller, like doing a mini capsule during that time. Um, you're able to save money on maternity clothes, but, um, it also like, I was just really content to rotate like 10 outfits. Um, so having a capsule wardrobe or a framework, a purposeful set of clothes makes it possible for things to mix and match so easily. So you can have fewer things, um, and still have a lot of variety. So you're not like bored by wearing the same look every day. Um, you can have less of variety, but it's, it comes out of fewer pieces. So you're saving money. Um, I found that to be really helpful during pregnancy. And I mean, you can apply that even uh, during motherhood postpartum too. Like while you're losing weight and during that period of adjustment. I found myself doing that during pregnancy as well. I think part of the time, just because I didn't want to spend money on something, although, you know, I've had a million pregnancies, I should have just (laughs) bought the expensive maternity stuff right from the get go. Right. But (laughs) thinking, Oh, I'm only going to wear this three more months. Do I really want to buy three new shirts or can I just get away with one or, or can I buy a dress that's going to, you know, can be worn with leggings and this and that, you know, get a lot more bang out of it. But I like that, that you're very purposeful. So you're not wasting um, time or money. Yeah. And you can go further with that. I think even like during pregnancy, They've got those, a lot of times those tops that are nursing and um, pregnancy friendly, like bump friendly, but also are nursing friendly. Um, so I tried to buy some that would offer that um, to, to 
help things go even further. So it's not just when I'm pregnant, but it looks good afterwards as well. So some styles will lend themselves to that more. Um, and you just kind of have to look at it. And, you know, when you try it on, <laughs> it's like, think, how is this going to drape after the bump's gone? If I, am I going to like wearing this postpartum? Um, so uh, that can help it go further. And so I think getting um, styles that are more loose fitting can help with that because bump or no bump, it looks good. Like it's just, that's the style is supposed to look that way. Um, so you can get your tops in that style and your dresses as well. So, uh, it's called swing style, uh, swing or a line. Um, sometimes a line has a, has the waist come in, but like empire waist is also a good one too. I actually have, was able to wear several of those kinds of dresses that are like their regular style during my pregnancy because they, they stretched just fine. Um, so stretch material, but also the cut, um, giving some extra give um, that can help you use it during pregnancy and beyond. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Um, we did an episode in the past. It was, let's see, it was 108. It was called Getting Dressed as a Mom. And in that one, I think I referred to my closet as an escalator. <laughs> it goes up and it goes back down. There's like a section. And I also um, addressed some of the unique challenges that I, as a six foot tall woman face, because I can't just walk into any store and buy something because it just doesn't fit. Like it, you know, might be on my list and I really need it, but they don't carry it in my size because most women aren't six feet tall. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> yeah. So in that episode, I talked about a, a lot about a capsule, capsule wardrobe because that's kind of what I've had to come down to. I do so most of my clothes, but just mm. from the unique position of there not being anything out there, like just going, you know, going out shopping and buying something with friends isn't really a pastime for me because it's <laughs> not something there. So um, I really appreciate what you say. Like it not only applies to pregnancy and you're, you're stretching and you're changing body, but it applies to, um, you know, our bodies change all the time as moms. That's, that's very common, but there are other situations like Amazon's like me. We've got, you know, we've got, we've come up with solutions that work. You mean tall, statuesque models like you <laughs> or, Some or, or another. cute little petite things or anybody who doesn't, yeah, fit that average body. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And, and same for petite sizes. Like there's a, you know, there's a petite section, but there's not every store has something for a petite woman or a tall woman or that kind of thing. Yeah. So if you don't have those stores nearby, um, you know, it, it goes to shopping online uh, and, which has its challenges of its own, but I have come to really love shopping online. That's mostly how I find my clothes now. Um, and so I'll just stick with stores that will have like free returns where they pay for the return shipping <clears throat> or there's a local store where I can take the return. So like I'm thinking Old Navy has a tall, they have a tall size, but often in stores they don't because that they would just be too much merchandise. But if you go on, um, on all Navy and online, you can find all of their tall options. I don't think they have petite, um, but they do have tall and they have lots of plus sizes and you, you know, buy several, they will, you can return it in store, but even easier, they will pay for return shipping. So that's one that I, it's kind of my go-to is um, I order several things, a few different sizes, and then I send back what doesn't work. Um, Target's another one. Uh, you can find more options online, but you have to try it on so you can get it shipped to you. And then most of us have Target somewhere nearby and you can return in store for free. Um, yeah. And, and then Amazon's another one where they obviously have prime shipping, return, uh, free returns on most things, as long as it says that next to the price. 
Uh, so I will often get lots of things um, sent and then send what doesn't work for me back. They have also uh, Prime Wardrobe. I don't know if you ladies have come across that, but like you can have eight items, up to eight items sent to you for free, and then you just pay for what you keep. And there's no like additional styling fees. You could send it all back and not pay anything at all. Um, so uh, they they have that available for their own brands, Amazon's own brand, which are good quality. I love their brands. Everything that I've gotten from there, I've been impressed. Um, and then for some of the higher end brands as well. Um, but those are some options for finding those um, harder to find sizing um, and doing it all from home while not having to pay for all the return shipping. And not having to haul your babies to the mall. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's the main reason I shop online. <laughs> <laughs> well, Karina, we want to really thank you for coming on today and addressing not only why moms should get dressed, but how they can go about it mm -hmm. in a way that makes them excited to get dressed every day and feel and exude confidence about the way that they're dressed and the way that they look and be a healthier mom for their family. We want to thank you for sharing all that. And we, um, if you can share with our audience where they can find you online so they can go grab some of those free um, styling things that you mentioned and find more out about you. Yes. Um, so they can find our website at um, nowthatiCanDo.com. And there's a freebie right on there on the homepage where they can get that free checklist. Um, and it walks them through those steps of decluttering their closet and shopping their closet and just getting that, those basics down. Um, and on social media, um, at, on Facebook and Instagram, we are at Front Fighters. Um, and they'll find us on there as well. So I'm excited for them to check it out and, and just start having a little bit more fun with their, with their closets. Yeah, and you guys definitely have to go to her website and check out all her products. She has both digital and phys physical styling products that are just amazing, like what to wear, calendars, mm -hmm. you know, years mm -hmm. worth of outfit ideas. It's brilliant. So go check it out. It'll solve all your all your outfit problems. <laughs> Thanks so much, Karina. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Thanks for listening, friends. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe to our email and never miss another episode. Show us some love by leaving a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with a friend. Thanks for all your support. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.